0: This is how much God loved the world, gave his only son, he did. Mm. And this is why, be destroyed, no one must. A whole and lasting life anyone can have, Mm. believing in him they are. God did not go to all the trouble of sending his son, merely to be pointing and accusing finger. Mm. tell the world. How bad it is he did not to help is why he came right again to put the world he will mm. acquitted are those who trust him, refuse to trust him, do some mm. under a death sentence are they know it they do not why mm. failed to believe they have. When introduced to the Son of God, they have been...
1: The force is hot. You know, we're talking about feeling the force as I disrobe. I think this is probably every preacher's bad dream that you like take off your clothes in front of the congregation. I promise I do have on normal normal preacher clothes underneath all this. But we are talking about feeling the force because in just a few days, the movie Star Wars is going to be released in the theaters, and it's already outsold most of the other movies that are going to show this Christmas season, and it's a big deal. Why is it a big deal? It is a big deal because, you see, there is something very real about feeling the force. In fact, truth be known, we all have... A lightsaber. I know I'm the envy of many of you. You too want a lightsaber that makes noises. Isn't that really cool? I mean like it makes real noises. Last Sunday afternoon I had a blast in Target after worship. Procuring lots of Star Wars toys. It's funny, it's light hearted, but it's also very real. My hope today by the end of the message is that you walk away, whether you're here with us in person or you're worshiping with us online this morning with a very real idea about what the force is. It is available to each of us every moment of every day, and the whole movie Star Wars has some very real principles that we can take and apply to our everyday lives. I'll share with you at the end of the message a a way that that hit home with me this week in a very real way, and I was reminded how, how strong and how important and how powerful that force is. I hope also by the end of the message that you'll be able to think back to some times in your life that you have felt the force. Lots of times I think the, the force, the Holy Spirit that you heard the team sing about just a few minutes ago, that's really what the force is, that, that we think it's some faraway principle that may not be available to us all. Maybe we feel like we don't measure up enough or we're not worthy of God loving us enough so that we we receive that spirit and that gift, but that's not true. And actually that is the gift that comes to us in a manger in Bethlehem so many thousands of years ago. That's actually what happens. And so many times we belittle that force to like, you know, we, we wave our fingers around and we, you know, send some wishes. Do you know what I was wishing just now when I held the lightsaber and I was feel the force? Do you know what I was trying to make happen? I was not trying to bend spoons or, you know, make things move. I was trying to will all your money out of your wallets and it would like flock to me and then I was gonna go on a tropical vacation at the end of worship today. Have you seen the commercial with a little boy who's got on the Vader mask and you know he's doing the fingers in front of, of the car and then his dad is inside with the clicker and he keeps doing the, the horn and so the little boy thinks that by the, the power of his fingers and the energy that he's emitting from his fingers, He emits this force that makes the car horn beep Sometimes we we want God to be like that We want to wave our fingers or send some wishes and, And just make magical things happen That's not really what the whole point of the Holy Spirit is That's not what the point of Jesus was This morning, we are going to explore what that is. The first clip that I'm going to show you this morning is where Yoda, Master Yoda, the Master Jedi teacher, is teaching young Luke Skywalker, young in the Force, what the Force really is. And he's trying to get him to to live into it and to embrace it. So I want you to take a look right now at this clip.
0: No. We'll never get it out now. So certain are you. Always with you, what cannot be done. Do you nothing that I say. Master, moving stones around is one thing. This is
1: totally different.
0: No. No different. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. Alright, I'll give it a try. No! Try not! Do! Or oh, do not. There is no try. To be. Size matches not. Look at me. Just me by my size, do you? Hmm? Hmm. And where you should not. For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us. And binds us luminous beings are we not this crude matter you must feel the force around you here between you me the tree the rock everywhere yes even between the land and the ship you want the impossible
1: How many times have we thought that of our lives, that life is just impossible? The situation that we face is impossible, that we are expected to do the impossible. One of my favorite quotes by Yoda is, uh, we must unlearn what we have learned. If the prophets of old the men that we read about and the women that we read about in the Old Testament, if they could, you know, fast forward like 4,000 years and, and give us a message today, I think it would be that, that we must unlearn what we learned when we revert back to living in such a way that we are not tied into that force. You see, that was the lesson they were trying to teach all people back then the prophets had, had this role. They were mediators of the spirit of God. They were trying to give the people of Israel a message from God. Because you see, the people of Israel considered God to be this far away deity, I want to show you a picture in just a second of the temple of Jerusalem. I want to show you two pictures, one of the whole temple and then one of the the inner sanctum, the holy of holies. And I'll give a shout out to the Media Tech people. I know I'm jumping around this morning, so sorry about that. But I want to go to the picture of the temple of Jerusalem. If you see here, this is the whole temple. This is what Herod, one of the things that he was famous for. It was how he was trying to win back and woo the Jewish people and get them to trust him as their leader you see the the temple gates and so if you can imagine how big and how massive this picture is and then you go in and there's different different levels of the temple courts there's the outer court and then there's the inner court and guess what the closer and closer that you get through the inner court you finally end up in the inner sanctum so i want to show you the next picture This is the inner court. This is a picture of what a priest would have looked like approaching the Ark of the Tabernacle or the Ark of the Covenant. And guess what? Guess what was contained right here? God. God, as we know God, as they knew God thousands of years ago, was right here. And only one person could approach the throne of God, the priest, a special chosen priest. If you read the message of the prophets, Zechariah was one of those priests, the father of John the Baptist. He was chosen to go and be in that inner court, that inner sanctum. You see, the prophets were trying to tell the people, don't give up. No matter how impossible life seems, no matter how bad your life circumstances may be, don't give up. Because there is a God. There is one God. Not multiple gods, not polygamistic. I don't know if that's a word, polygamistic. It sounded really good at the time, but I don't think that's it. They were a polygamous way of worshiping, not monogamous, not one God. They were multiple gods. The people worshiped multiple gods. And so Abraham and then all those who descended after him, the people of Israel, they were trying to hold on to this understanding of God that there is one God. And then Jesus, when he came to earth, Jesus incarnate, God with us, Jesus Emmanuel, God in flesh, God with us, Jesus came to finish teaching that lesson that people just could never get. No matter how many times the prophet said, look, there's not multiple gods, there's, there's only one. And that God is, is here for you and you and you and you don't have to be afraid, you don't have to give up, you don't have to cling to golden images and false gods and idols if you'll just cling to the one. The people just couldn't get it. And so God in God's divine wisdom and power and love gave them and gives us a way to get it through that baby that came in a manger and grew up to live this life of just absolute love, absolute perfection and absolute self-sacrifice. Those were the lessons that Jesus taught. And in everything that he did, Jesus showed us God. God in flesh. God with us. That's why we sing songs called Emmanuel. God with us. So... The scripture passage that I'm getting ready to read to you refers to that picture that I just showed you just a few moments ago about the priest and the inner sanctum. For thousands of years the people followed this this ark of the covenant this covenant that God was with them and God would not leave them. They, this covenant was sacred. It's why in our churches, in our traditional churches, we have this thing called an altar table. It is a sacred piece of furniture. It's where we remember the covenant of God. So the priest would go and, and be in this inner sanctum, this inner room and, and only one person And so when Jesus came and lived and then upon his death, something happened in that inner room, the Holy of Holies. Something happened and it changed everything. And it's why today in the message we can talk about feeling the force. Because you see, the people of old, of the Old Testament... With the prophets, they didn't get it. They didn't feel the force. It's why we have in the book of John, the scripture that we read last week, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. It's a Trinitarian theology, meaning that the idea of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit has been in existence as long as the presence of God, which we believe is infinite and eternal so, Jesus comes, Jesus lives, and I know it may seem weird to talk about Jesus dying, but in the season of Christmas... In this season and this time of the world where we so desperately need to understand that there is a force out there that is bigger than we are. And it's a force that we can tap into every moment of every day. I think it is very appropriate that our scripture lesson this morning is not about the shepherds in the fields or the angels appearing on high. It's actually taken from the book of Hebrews. The writer of Hebrews is communicating a message that was so important to the people that were alive and well after the death and the resurrection of Christ. Hear this passage this morning. It's taken from Hebrews chapter 10. It's called, it's entitled, A Call to Persevere. Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary, Let us hold fast to the confession of hope without wavering. For he who has promised is faithful. Now listen to the first part of that passage. Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, through his flesh. What does that mean? Go back to the picture of the inner court, the Holy of Holies, where this curtain stood between the people and God, and only one select chosen person could go and enter that place. Scriptures tell us at the time of Christ's death, the curtain, the veil, is torn. So you see, we can have a glimpse at this Christ child and this man of Christ and this Savior and this Messiah in full circle. We see that Jesus is born into a time where the people could not hold on to this idea of God. And they would waver and they would flee this idea of sacred covenant with one Yahweh. They would live their lives straying down these paths. So Jesus came as a baby and lived and showed them and us how to live. And then at the time of his death, the very symbol, the very thing that kept them from God is torn into. And so the people that were alive after the time of Christ's death and resurrection, those people get it. They get it that Jesus, he really was. God incarnate and God Emmanuel, God in the flesh and God with us. He was, and he is, and he is yet to come. That message that was so true thousands of years ago is for us today. And that message is communicated of all things through Star Wars, the force. The force is strong. The force is with you. You have to unlearn what you learned. You have to unlearn that God is a faraway deity that is only available to a select few. You have to learn and you have to hold on to the the promise that he who promises us and loves us is faithful and that presence and that love is available to each of us every minute of every day. I want you to take a look at this next clip. You know, Luke and Yoda are in the swamp, and Yoda is frustrated with Luke. I think lots of times, perhaps, God gets frustrated with us because we do this to ourselves, we bury ourselves in darkness. In sadness, in anger, in loss of hope. And we allow this darkness to just close us in so that we don't see the beauty of the light of life everlasting that comes in the hope and the love of Christ. So Yoda's frustrated with Luke because he just doesn't get it. So I want you now to take a look at what happens.
0: I don't, I don't, believe it. That is why you fail.
1: I think that's why we fail too. We don't believe that the power of the force is there for our taking. And I don't think we believe that the power of the force is there for our taking. Living Sometimes I think we let life Get so big and so overpowering That we forget To believe You see faith is the substance of Things hoped for And things not seen It's tough It's tough to have faith sometimes especially when it seems like the hits just keep coming. But yes, George Lucas teaches it, but scriptures do too, that there's hope and that there's joy and that there is peace. We have to believe. Think about the Christmas story for just a second. There's lots of different characters. There's... Zachariah like the priest that um or the prophet priest that I mentioned to you and then there's Elizabeth his wife who was barren for so long she never believed that she would have a baby and then there's Mary the mother of Jesus and then there's Joseph the human father of Jesus and then there's the shepherds in the fields and the wise men the magi and even Herod There's all these different characters, and we read throughout the Gospels of Matthew and Luke especially, they have this encounter with something, something that's different. Several times it's through a dream, and several times it's called angels, messengers from God. I've preached multiple sermons on the fact that we are angels for one another. You know what that means? It means we are messengers. We are the ones that are called to feel the force. And sometimes that force comes by feeling it for one another. I want to ask you something. When's the last time that perhaps you got an email from someone or a text or a voicemail or a phone call or some interaction with someone and they've been on your mind But you've not done anything about it. You know, there's just this gnawing thought that had been going through your mind. And then, you know, it it wouldn't go away. But then out of the blue, you hear from them or you see them. Coincidence? Perhaps it's the force. I'm not crazy. Well, I am crazy, actually, but not with this. Watch your life. Watch your day-to-day interactions with one another. Angels are not just scriptural. They're here, they're now, they're messengers from God. We are that force for one another. But just like Yoda says, and then Jesus said, you know, you have to believe. Let me show you the Father. Let me show you God. And then before his time on earth was done, I said this last week, you're going to hear me say this every week. He said, look, my peace, this force, I'm going to leave with you, not as a worldly way, but as a divine way. It's going to be called the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the advocate, and it will be with you always. We just have to believe. So what's getting in the way? What's getting in the way of you feeling the force, of me feeling the force? What what keeps us from embracing that peace and that hope and that joy that God offers? There's lots of different answers and they're different for each one of us and they'll be different at different times in our journey. But it looks like things like fear, unworthiness, We feel like, you know, we're just not worthy of God's love. But as we just heard in Hebrews, we are. And I think the beautiful thing about the passage that I read today is that it's after the fact. It's not before. They're not writing a prediction. They're telling what happened afterwards. They experienced it. They experienced the force or this Bible, this scripture. It wouldn't be here. It was available to them. It's available to us, I want to show you one final clip, and then I have one final illustration this morning of what happens when we actually do feel the force, when we will peel away our doubt and our disbelief and let ourselves truly be engulfed in something that seems surreal and seems bigger than we are. Amazing things truly can happen. Take a look at this final clip.
0: Use the force, Luke. Let go. The force is strong in this way. Luke, trust me. His computer's off. Luke, you switched off your targeting computer. What's wrong? Nothing. I'm all right. Double base in range.
1: You may fire when ready.
0: Command is primary ignition. I have you now. What? Yahoo!
1: Trust the force, feel the force. I'll ask for your permission and forgiveness for sharing a personal illustration that gives testimony to the reality of this, but it's the best example I've got right now because it's real for me. In a way that, you know, I actually hate admitting to you because it makes me uber vulnerable. But uh, I just can't pretend to like be all okay when my life isn't. Uh, You've heard me tell the story, I think maybe, about my father who uh, fell prey to a senior adult con back this summer. To the tune of like over $60,000, he gave away money. To people promising him that he would win the sweepstakes. And if he would just give them a little more, then they would give him his millions. Well, here we are six months later later, and the millions have come. And uh, now he started doing things like uh, borrowing money at 19 and 20% interest to continue to send the con people money. It was Wednesday before Thanksgiving and uh, Scott and I got a notification from the bank that he was now taking out loans. He had quit talking to me a couple of weeks before that I've shared with you that uh, he just thinks I'm wrong and that Father knows best. And so Scott could still get through to him and talk to him, but he would no longer listen to me. Well, when he finally started taking out loans, to give con artists money, I had to call social services, the hardest thing I've ever done. Oh, sorry. God gum it. But you see, it was really hard to preach today. And I stood in the office this morning weeping because I have to believe what I say. And on Tuesday night, I got this message from my attorney in Caldwell County because that's what they said to do, get an attorney in the county where this will all happen. And they said, you have to come to court. Now, I need to let you know something. I'm busy right now. It's Christmas for Pete's sake and I'm a preacher. There's lots going on. Christmas gifts to be purchased for my family and Thanksgiving came and went, and all these things that just weigh on me. And so Tuesday night, in the quiet of my own home, because everybody else had stuff to do, when I got that letter, I let the dark side of the force win over the good. I didn't. You know what? I know better. Hello. We're in the middle of a message series on the force I knew what today's message was supposed to be about. But the more I sat there in the darkness, the more depressed I became. The more I isolated myself from the very thing that brings me hope. And those are those angels, those messengers of God. I didn't reach out to anybody. I didn't say to anybody, I need your prayer. I just wallowed in my own isolation and strength because I'm a leader and I can do all things right I've got God on my side well you see that's the beauty of the force because yes I do believe in this divine love and this divine power but you know it needs ways and pathways to work in our lives and we have to open ourselves up to it I decided I could either eat my way into oblivion, drink my way into oblivion, which is never a good idea. So I did not go down that path. You'll be proud to say that, you know, didn't drink, didn't have some Oreos. I decided I would do what I do best, right? I would work. I go get my computer. I open it up and there's an email. And it's about the power that lives in each of us. And that when we feel like we've gone as far as we can go, there's still more. It's called the power of reserves, the power of the Navy SEALs. It was an article about the Navy SEALs. I have no idea why I get those articles about Navy SEALs. I certainly am not one. It said, when you've given up and you've given all that you've got, you've still got 60% more. You just have to go within. And I could hear in my mind this voice saying, See, see, I'm here if you just let me be. I was trying to write the devotion for the next day because I promised I'd have Advent devotions. And so as I sat there and I wrote, I realized that, you know, truth Is to show you where I struggle. Because sometimes I have a hard time feeling the force too. So I wrote a blog. We sent it out. And then you want to know the amazing thing that happened then? Nothing changed. Nothing changed. But I got some text messages and some Facebook messages. Andrea, I'm praying for you. You see, friends, that's the power of the force. When we let other people in, when we let other people see what we need, God uses us for each other to be messengers of hope. Thank you for being a part and thank you for sharing that force with one another. Let us pray. Gracious God, You sent us, Jesus, this beautiful life who showed us how to love one another and wrap up one another in hope. And so I just ask that for all people, those who are battling cancer and those who feel alone and those who battle the dark side within themselves, things like alcohol and food and other addictions that we have, God, let us use the force to overcome. Let us be beacons of light in your world. In Christ's name, we pray. I promise you, I'm not having a nervous breakdown or anything like that. I've not been overcome with that much emotion. I really hate that it happened like right now, right here today. But you know, there is something bigger than we are that does hold it all together, no matter how bad it may seem. The veil was torn. When Jesus moved from physical life to life eternal, and that veil being torn gave each of us a pathway, a pathway to the divine that holds us together in and through all things. May we all go in that grace and in that peace. Amen.